Hey, friends. This is Still Comfy with Jules and Nat. I'm your host, Julia Washington. I host Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we analyze pop culture through the lens of race or gender and sometimes both. Um, As always, I am joined by Natalie Katona. Hit it, Natalie. It's me. I'm Natalie Katona. I'm the host and producer of To All the Men I've Tolerated Before, your weekly look at everyday misogyny. And we like I become like a like a sleight of hand magician every time we do this. (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe you're not fully Croatian. Maybe there's some Italian blood in there. That tracks. That tracks. Um, We are joined today with Paige from For Folk's Sake. She's a fellow podcaster, and we are very excited because she's our very first like guest ever here on Still Comfy as our loyal listeners know it's just natalie and i talking about something that digresses into facetime yeah and we're very excited to have Paige here she is not only a dedicated watcher of our love sh- or watcher of our live shows is of what our i was love. trying to say <laughs> in our love yeah dedicated loyal she's we love her um she also hosts her own podcast so i'm gonna throw i'm gonna let Paige give you the rundown on who she is and her show Hello, everyone, Natalie, Julia's listeners and friends. My name is Paige. I'm the host of the For Folk's Sake podcast. And our premise is that you never say no to a conversation because you will always learn something from it. So we're all about education through conversation, figuring out what we can learn. And we literally talk or I literally talk to everyone about everything even the uncomfortable topics. So it's fun. I love that. I love that. I love that. And we're super glad you're here. And I recently did a recording with Paige. I feel like Natalie and Paige are also going to be doing a recording at some point. So we're just like at this point, episode swapping, because that's what you do when you're friends and you also podcast. True. (laughs) Right. Natalie, were you going to say something? You looked like you were going to say something. Well, first off, Paige, welcome to the only way that I spend time with my friends. So um, <laughs> this is it. If you sure. would like to book time on the Calendly to yeah. get me to work, but look at you and be like, remember how we were friends? This is how you do it. Everything's for content. You got to give me that. Li- um, I just dropped that link into the chat so people perfect. can book your time. What's $50 right, an hour? <laughs> yeah. That's right. What's your hourly rate? Yeah. Uh, 50 yeah. jules hit it and yeah. um i was going to remind our live listeners that if you are alive because we use the third party stream yard system yeah. um they have to drop us a comment to tell us hello or else we won't know that they're there also true yes thank you for that reminder my fellow co-host because i mean there needs to be two of us for a reason if you are here and you are enjoying our show so far drop us a comment so we know that you're here so we can bring you into the conversation because you know we love to do that mm-hmm. Definitely. okay today on still comfy we are looking at mama mia mama mia mm-hmm. here i go again here i go again that's what it is mama Hi, Alexis. Uh, uh. <laughs> yes, welcome, Alexis. We're excited you're here. Mama Mia, as you all know, was released July 18th, 2008. So it's been a hot minute. It is the film adaptation of the jukebox musical. I didn't come up with that. Of the same name that first premiered in London in April of 1999. So it took a long time for it to become a screen adaptation. So, and in our, at, over at Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, we always kick off with 
the question of what is it about this movie that you loved and why? So why don't we just dive from there and then we'll just turn this into a FaceTime call. <laughs> Perfect. If you can go first because this was your pick. True. It is my pick. I think mostly though, <laughs> I would like to say, I think I like it mostly because there's like a nostalgia factor attached to it. Where like me and my cousins, we would be like, in the living room jumping off the couches like the scene where she's like jumping on the bed like we would do that too so there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it but re-watching it I feel like I had a very deep appreciation for like even though it felt you know I'm a theater kid so even though it felt like a production like a theater production it still flowed very well and it also had a lot of themes that when I was re-watching it, I was like, oh, I wonder, like, for example, is anyone going to shame her for her, mm -hmm. the mother, for her, like, sexual promiscuity at the time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't really remember if anyone, like, really did shame her or if it was, like, her self-shame. And so it was fun to revisit it with good lenses. And plus, like, who doesn't love ABBA? Like, oh. honestly, every time I'm sad, I just listen to Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. So, oh my gosh, the soundtrack's yeah. like honestly better than the movie. I do love the movie, but I could listen to the soundtrack every day of my life. Love that. Mama Mia was the first uh, professional Broadway tour that my mother took me to. On you, so you saw it on stage? I saw it on stage. Oh, I love that. How old were um, you? So, Wicked is technically. I think the first musical I saw professionally done in Chicago on their in one of their Broadway theaters, but I went with a friend and her mom. So mm -hmm. it was right around that like 15 to 17 age mark or maybe Mamma Mia was first and I was younger. Who's to oh. say time is a construct and you were um, wildly unsupervised, wildly unsupervised. I never knew how old I was. I still don't. Um, and I do remember that at the very end, when it's the wedding reception, you are invited to dance for the last number. And that is when my mother chose for us to leave. And I'm like, they just told us we could dance. You sat through all of that ABBA music, having to control yourself in the seat of the theater. My mother did not let Theatrical me blue balls. Wow. Right. Yes, theatrical. This. Mm -hmm. My mother did not let me bump nor grind and i'm upset drive <laughs> you know hustle any of it um this go around when i was watching mamma mia i love this movie um it really impassioned me to become a sea hag on the Medi mediterranean <laughs> i will be a sea hag this year for halloween probably a sexy one i can't help it and I mean, crop tops once I make my money, you won't be able to find me because I will be living on a cliff via Merrill Streep on the Mediterranean Sea looking that, at that blue every day. Covered it, in linen. Covered in, in linen. linen. Is this Everything your way of telling me that that's how we're breaking up as creative partners? Yeah, but we'll be old. I'll be a hag. I'll have finally evolved into my final okay, but form. Hollywood's definition of a hag is 40. So we ain't got much time. Or at oh. least I don't. Okay. So well, my great aunts never aged. So I'm like holding on to that. Okay. <laughs> my Fair. mother also not aging, probably aging backwards. Yeah. Um, 
like Benjamin Button. This go around, besides the Mediterranean Sea, I also tried to focus on how many inconsistencies Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again created for the original musical. (laughs) Did you watch the second one recently or did you just only watch the first one for our chat? I meant to watch both um, and then Gen Con exhausted me. I just slept through the second one, if I'm going to be honest. Like I put it on... (sighs) I Sorry, I put it on because it. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch a sequel. I love sequels. Sequels Lily are so much Kings fun. Lily so good at it. She's so good as young Donna. Who is? Lily James. Isn't that who plays her? Is I it? I think so. Let me yeah. look. Maybe I haven't seen the sequel. And then Cher is in it. Oh, I haven't seen the sequel. You haven't seen it. You, no. Stop. You're talking about Newsies or something. <laughs> yes, it is Lily James. You're correct, Natalie. Thank you. I love Lily James. We all love Lily James. Remember when it was rumored that she was dating Chris Evans? Do you remember that? I don't remember that because I don't it was during the panty. It was during the first part of the panty. You know, or right before. We all ended up in bed with someone during the panty. So <laughs> not me. Oh, <laughs> oh just me. Okay, just me. That's <laughs> fine. I mean, you have to remember, I was like working myself to death. I shaved like 10 years off of my life because of the job I was doing. I was why I no longer do that job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about like what we're going to do all the easy stuff first. Do you have a favorite scene in this film? Because Roger Ebert was like, hey, I'm not the audience. I appreciate that he acknowledged that he wasn't the audience for this movie because it took him his whole career to finally fucking figure that shit out. But secondly, he did say that it is a lot of fun and the movie version actually lends itself for more creativity and excitement than the stage can because stage, as we know, can be a little restrictive. I love how these big Broadway theatrical movies make sure to incorporate those big chorus numbers Mm -hmm. with the choreography and everything so anytime we were doing that gold i got chills when she started to do honey honey Mm. i was like i didn't even know that this was my favorite song yeah but i sit through mama mia and mama mia here we go again so at the end i am rewarded with colin firth in Mm. a glittery jumpsuit Mm. giving Mm -hmm. it his all Yes, (laughs) Yes, yes, <laughs> that's All the best it. part. Nothing left out of context. No, mm-hmm. like the it's choreography just... number in Voulez Vu when yes. it's like they're all like, I'm your dad, and she's like, Ah, <laughs> it, that's the best. I love that. It was awesome. <laughs> and like, honestly, like Donna was hard up for some cash, she should have turned that hotel into a nightclub. I was like, Why didn't you think of that after yeah. the wedding reception? <laughs> Also, yeah, I was kind of like when who was trying to give her a check? Colin Firth was trying to give her a yes. check. Mm-hmm. I don't want I, girl. I would have taken that check so fast. I'm like, thank you. There's not enough zeros. Can you Double add a zero? That my name is spelled right. Yeah, did, yes, yes. Where Put can I cash away. this? Can I get a same day advance? Colin Firth <laughs> could send me a check today. I wouldn't question it. Amen. Same Z's. Maybe he knocked me up. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I would take a check from anybody at this right. point. Who wants to give me a check? If you go over to the Men I've Tolerated pod uh, Instagram, there is a link to Venmo. You don't even have to write anything down anymore, people. It's this easy. Modern technology is beautiful. We are all accepting checks at the moment. Mm -hmm. 
With I would say my, one of my favorite scenes is when the mom and her friends are singing Super Trooper. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, so slow. I seriously, I remember tearing up as a teenage girl, and I teared up last night, too. Listen, and I then they, I love that. Not that like, anyone... Oh, I love my mom. <laughs> not that anyone watched the sequel but me, but then they revisit that in the sequel with Natalie, Amanda Seyfried. If you had warned a girl or... Gals. That I had the whole se- sequel memorized? I don't know. That you were also going to watch the sequel. I didn't watch it, though. I just have it memorized. I saw that it you in had theaters it with my mother. <laughs> we would have maybe found the time to prepare that, too. I Keyword thought that, maybe. Yeah, I thought Keyword that maybe. Some of us are busy. I was among other share enthusiasts. And once again, I find myself alone. Sorry. <laughs> I... Excuse me, haven't didn't I tell you I've been listening to which Sunny and Cher album is it? Like on repeat. I'm pretty sure my neighbors are like, you need to be done. You just need to be done. <laughs> you need to be done. And I'm like, why? This album. is the best. It's the best album ever. Oh, That's so. Oh, just we don't have the on. money to oh, pay for fine. it. I had to stop it real quick. That's I went to try to click on the album and YouTube it won't will let me. shut us down. Yeah, fast. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube can sense what you're gonna play, and they shut you down before you even press play. On I your know. Phone. I hope we don't get shut turned. I hope we don't get taken down because I played two seconds of that song on accident. Wait. I was just trying to look at the album. I want everyone who is watching right now to put in the comments their favorite ABBA song, and maybe oh. yeah. I'll do a bad rendition oh. of it. The Sunny, please. It's just, it's just what is it? I is it just called Sunny and Share? Yeah, it's just called Sunny and Share. It's a self-titled album. Yeah, Sunny and Share. Yeah, and then they just put n- n- Roman numerals after it when they yeah. release new ones. Literally, that- I've been on repeat because I was riveting. Like, I need the seventies <laughs> just for a moment. All that googling for it to be called Sunny and Share. I know. <laughs> um, Hi, Mario. What's your favorite ABBA song? Mario, it's about time you showed up, sir. We've been waiting patiently. Wow. Just kidding. Wow. Or I, half past our freckles. Waiting for you, past, Mario. You know? I would like the record to show that once again, I was happy to see him. <laughs> I love seeing Mario. Don't be mean. Oh, no. We were actually literally talking before uh, we went live about how, anyway, it's not important. Here's the next question I have. Okay. Actually, Paige, you said you had something very, that, that was like very. Oh, yes. Should, is it time to get into it? I mean, if you want. Yeah. yeah. Always. I am obsessed with the fact that the um, one friend is like falling in love with a younger man and no oh, one Christine says anything. Yeah, they're like, yes, girl. It's Pepper and what's her name? Pepper's a boy's name. I looked this up. Ta- Tanya. Tanya and Pepper. Yeah. They're yeah. on the beach together and they're like, the night before, they were like, Mm-mm-mm. you know he's like let's finish what we started and right. she's like oh no does your mother know where you are yep on the knows. beach scene and, and i was like i, I mean honestly it. in his defense christine baranski is gorgeous i love christine baranski like I, gorgeous. i'm not even surprised that there would be anybody who like wouldn't want to try and hit that and she's so talented she's so in talented. like like, she's so under... I was watching it, and I was like, God, Christine Bransky is completely underrated. Like, she... Does she... Is she at... She's not at the same level of fame as Meryl Streep, but, like, I've seen her in such a wide variety of titles that I'm just like, girl's never the same person twice. 
She's so good. She's so good. good. And she definitely plays that part so perfectly of like, Mm -hmm. I feel like when you see her, you can picture your like favorite high maintenance auntie. Yeah. Definitely Mm -hmm. has like, is definitely a cougar. Definitely like spending a bunch of money. She stopped paying for my weddings after my third. Third. Literally. (laughs) That was so funny. I blame blame character actors like Christine Baranski for why I'm so unhinged because I'm like, I cannot wait until I am my sister's children's aunt who just goes to Europe and then comes for home for Christmas and just showers them with little trinkets that are connected to like all of my lovers. And I kind of tell them, but I don't. And then they have to like go to bed that night and be like, so like Aunt Natalie fucks, right? Like she fucks her way through continents and like they have to like lay in there and wonder. And they'll like search for your journal that will give them all the answers one day. Bold. Mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. I write, you know that I write everything down. You know that I'm like, oh my gosh, I like, yes. And how bold is it to find your mother's diary and be like, I will write to these three strangers and pretend that this is a paternity test. Yeah, that was another thing I want to talk about was the audacity. Yeah. The premise of the movie. Like, if I did that, my mom would whoop me. Right. Is it because she's 20? Is that why? Yeah, very Because this 20-year-old is like, I'm getting married, which, what? Like, thank you, Donna, for being very concerned about your daughter wanting to get married at 20. I would be worried, too. I'm still I got married at 20. Well, you did. did. I I, I was like, I know I'm going to say something. I I can definitely respect as, like, an older, like, upper 20 now to be like, whoa. Like, I thought that worked out because what are the odds of it working out? I mean, it worked out perfectly. Yeah. That is probably like a one in 1000 chance yeah getting if married not, broke, in it like working out yeah. you broke the ratio um, yeah you're the I outlier the curve. Mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. Is, man, yeah you know one but time yeah. one time midwestern health class um traumatized me about stis and i it was like <laughs> seventh grade and i remember being in the car with my mother and like you know how they always talk to you about STIs like through the transient property? Like if your mother ever screwed a guy that had like an STI, you could have that STI what? and you just don't know. Is you, that just a Midwestern is, thing? Or well, is I'm it just like an elder millennial? <laughs> Maybe it's an elder millennial thing because I also remember that too. Like the whole because on top of that, it was like everyone you've ever had sex with, right? You've had sex Let with. Me get- Every disease. And I remember too, like when I was pregnant with my son, people they would be like, Well, we've gonna we're gonna test you for all these diseases because if you this is so gross. I'll say it this way. If you have a natural birth, there could be things that pass through and you're just like, What? So they would like draw it like a football thing where they would be like, Okay, you've only had sex with this person. Unfortunately, they've had sex with all of these people. So you two have had sex with all of these people. It oh, was like I math. understand that premise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but I didn't ever. I understand the premise, but I don't think anyone ever sat me down as a child and was so, like, I remember when the boys got to go to the locker room and the girls stay in the classroom. They're like, "This is what your period is." Yeah. Like, this is which what isn't even a, an accurate represent a conversation. Well, I already got either. my period by then. I was like, lame. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> so my mom picks me up from middle school, and I'm just like sitting quietly because 
I'm virginal. I'm traumatized. Like I probably have like undiagnosed ADHD or something. So I don't know not to ask my mom this. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, did you have sex with someone who wasn't dad? Because like, if you did, I could have herpes. And she almost like crashed the car. Oh, <laughs> rightfully so, like, so. So like to rifle through my mother's diary and be like, hey, could any of these dudes be my dad? <laughs> right. The well, range. Another thing is like, why is it that hard to figure out who the father is? And they never really say who the dad is. But here's the thing is when they have like all the like flashbacks, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, we were in France. Oh, we were so flower power together. Oh, we were rocking out. It's like, this seems like this couldn't have happened in a four week span. But right. it did. Perhaps it did. And it didn't fall in Mamma Mia, here we go again. Okay, because it is it is really easy to hop around Europe. Like, it's not like the States where it takes, you know, 40, like, getting, like, when I talk to people about how long California is, or, like, some, my friends back east will be like, oh, I'm not making that drive, it's four hours. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's literally what we, that's not even half my state to get through. Um, but to your point, Paige, like at the end when they're all like, I'll be a third of your dad. I'll be a third of your dad. Yeah. too." I was like, what Honestly, the actual fuck? I yeah. love it. I love it. It is the most unrealistic part of this movie that not at one point were any of those men's feelings hurt. Like Pierce Brosnan tried. And then Colin Firth was like, what if we just all walk her down the <laughs> aisle and through life? And then. Pierce Brosnan and then like you know the um the scars guard was just down for anything so he's yeah, like he that's cool yeah. with me chill. he was the and, most and, chill of them. and then Pierce Brosnan I mean, she was, was like, named after outnumbered. his aunt anyway right right like, that's why I think that that's her dad I think Bill's her dad that's another thing I think we should all guess uh well Mario said that the prequel explains who the dad is but I think it's Bill because she worked for him the aunt left her money and she named it after her but I think she wanted it to be Sam. So that's why she was like, oh, it was Sam. And he went home and he got married, blah, blah, blah. Which, like, also questionable. But. Yeah. Yeah, and when he said he has three grown kids, I was like, how could you have grown kids if you got married after you knocked up, potentially, right. our, our gal Donna? Right. Can we, talk, can we talk about the audacity of men, by the way? Like, for one thing, they, <laughs> all three of them come in on a boat, the same boat. And then they're just like hanging out in her attic and Donna falls in through the roof. Not one of them asks if she's okay. They just immediately like try to feel her up some more. And, and I'm like, she like left her legs up for right. that length of time. You're like, girl. And then like, hold them down. Honestly, mm -hmm. like I have been tricked by exes like that where you immediately want to giggle at them again. But then I'm like, never mind, Bill. I'm going to like kick you in the balls. And, um, but at no point, do they ever, like, at any point, like, question the emotional ramifications they might be having on Donna? They're just like, why doesn't Donna want to see us? We don't understand. We thought she we were her surprise. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, think real hard about why <laughs> yeah. she might not want to see you. It's so obvious. You, it, right. I need you all to take a beat. <laughs> I need you all to take a beat as to why it might be hard for Donna to look at you. I need us all to recall... Mama Mia, here we go again. <laughs> and figure it out, gentlemen. Um, Wait. So, because there's a lot, because, you know, it's on an island. So there's this scene where they're catching the boat to get to the island. Like, how does that play out on stage? How does that play out on stage? They literally yeah. just arrive. 
Oh, they just arrive. I'm sure there's like a dock, and then sure. Bill's like, "I'll take ya," sure. and then like whoosh, Broadway magic, and then they arrive <laughs> and they move the waves across right. the stage yeah. while they're like crouched underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I'm so dumb about how this could be a stage production. Maybe because I it love all of the ocean stuff. First. I know it was a stage I mean, production first, and when you think about it, 1999, so it's 1979, right? Yeah, and that was definitely a also, year I didn't exist. Also, those three men were all intelligent and accomplished men, and they couldn't put it together why a twenty-year-old would want to call you after twenty years had gone mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. that you hooked up with her mom. Well, and also, can we talk about the fact that if I got an invite from someone like my, an ex or something, I'd be like, going. "Oh, okay, whatever." And then you figure uh-huh. out that he also invited two other women. Like, yeah, yeah the, I'm not that, going. Oh, I the dare you. Would be completely different from men to women. I like, wouldn't even like, go if I got a... or I'm going to become their best friends and spite you. Right? Yeah, like if I got an invitation from an ex to go to their wedding, to their child's wedding, to their child's wedding, to their child's wedding, I'd be like, nah. I'm good. Oh, I dare. Maybe you. I'll send a gift. Where are you registered? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't send a gift. gift. I don't know. I'm going. I'm going for my free like cold chicken, and um, I'm going to dance, and I'm going to pay the DJ to play sexy back when I walk in. So <laughs> it's fine. If they have it at my sister's wedding, the DJ we made all these requests. Of course, this is Minnesota, so you know, I guess asking for them to play in vogue. Um, was uh, a ridiculous question because that DJ did not have in vogue in their catalog. And how do you not have in vogue in your catalog? I don't you know. know. It's so mine, bitches. I don't think I have to worry about that for a sexy back. That is the swan yeah, song that's, of that's, the white people. And that's it's also the only time true. you get to feel sexy. Yeah. And <laughs> Mr. Brightside by the Killers, I feel like, is also <laughs> no. a white, per- white person song. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 100%. 100%. Anything uh, by the killers, honestly. Tell us your favorite white girl song in the comments. Mine is Shut Up and Dance with Me. Shut and I would build an entire rom com around that song. You should. How should? See, so I get confused about what would be considered like a white person song because there's I, nothing more white and basic than Shut Up and Dance with Me. Yeah. And sure. Walk the Moon in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. But sometimes because of like, because I have both <laughs> cultural yeah. experiences. So sometimes I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. What, would, I will, what Give me more examples. Sure. I will put on the record. As we wait for people in the comments. All of my black coworkers were confused when I knew all the words to Girls in the Hood by Megan Thee Stallion. Okay. Oh, yes. That is a they good were song. Like, <laughs> okay. When I came rolling up into our job, being like, fuck being good. I'm a bad bitch. And they're like, <laughs> what is Hello. <laughs> good morning, Natalie. No, it is we're, 9 15. We're, we're asking for white basics. Well, so I thought I would give you the difference. Yeah. Okay. I, well, like I understand what would be like on the side of like my other people. Sure. Like that, I don't have sure. a problem with. Um, I feel like if you can do like a palm or high school dance team to it, it yeah. is considered to be a white person song. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So like jump around. Alexis white people said love bubbly, jump which jump is around. very white girl. Shout. Well, who who sings bubbly? White people love shout. Uh, um, Michael, Michael Bublé. Bublé. Anything Michael Bublé. 
the white people drip. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I don't listen to him, so that's good to know. Um, Shout is definitely... Yeah, yeah, white people love for sure. Basically, like anything that allows white people oh, to dance like, in um, their that true song, form. That song, that uh, what's the song that the you know she's getting on the bus? What is it called? Journeys don't stop. Thank you, journey, journey don't stop believing. Don't stop. Yeah, believe. I feel like I can't go to a karaoke night without somebody thinking they can sing that song. 18 white people just got horny just because I sang it <laughs> onto the internet. 18 white people are like, oh, is that Journey? <laughs> and one white adjacent person. <laughs> one white adjacent person. <laughs> Felt like oh they God. had to like, they had to get on it. Um, so, Did you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. Can we talk about how chill Sophie is about her mother's sexuality? She's just like her friends come and she's like, what up? I found a detailed book of all of my mother's sexual. Impl- oh, bubbly bikes. Colby Colette. Oh, yeah. Oh, I gotta think of how that goes. I don't know. Starts in my toes and it. Oh, is my that it? Oh, it right? oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know I that sh- song. Why haven't I made a living out of doing musical impressions? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Why haven't Ken you? John. I need Ken John to invite me onto one of his game shows. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyone will do. It's if fine. someone could get a hold of Dr. Ken for me. Um, but so she's reading aloud her mother's like sexual exploits and her friends are like here for it. Oh, and yeah. then like. It's such a stark contrast to we just watched now and then. And Sam was like, my mom is wearing go-go boots. Yeah. (laughs) You know what, though? I think with she does kind of towards the end get to the point where she because she does yell that line at her mom. Right. Where it's like, I want my kids to know who their dad is. Yeah. Rude. Right. Calm down. We just dealt with that when we were 14. But you're right. She does open very chill. She knows. Well, and like she's really pissed off that Meryl Streep doesn't want her to get married. And I'm like, I don't think you want to get married. I think that this was all a plot a to ploy. make your mom tell you who your dad is. Yeah. yeah. Do you Conspiracy. want a marriage or do you want a wedding? Do you want a marriage or do you want your daddy? Yeah. Obvious yeah. father. If you had to choose one of them, who would you want to be your dad? Um, my ooh. dad or my daddy? <laughs> we could play it both. Okay. Well, uh, Bill Skarsgård, not in Thor, but in Mamma Mia, he looks like he's the one who can fuck the most. So he yeah. would be daddy. And um, Colin, sweet baby angel Colin Firth, who has never done anything wrong ever. Mm. He can be my dad. Yeah, because don't they I imply think- that he's gay? He is gay. And then the he's the- like, it's so obvious he's gay too. I remember yeah. watching it last night and I was like, oh right. He's gay. And then the the Aphrodite fountain scene happens. And I watched Colin Firth in every group scene because like I had never honed in on him before, but he's my favorite part of the movie. And in the like very sliver of the left hand side is a shirtless Colin Firth just like literally fire islanding it (laughs) in the fountain and I'm like get it Colin Firth thank you for committing to that they didn't even put you in frame (laughs) (laughs) he was having the time of his life 
well that was the whole point is to have i feel like i would want colin to be my dad as well because i like to spend quality time with my dad and i feel like i could spend good quality time with a dad who is lgbtq and he's the most (laughs) sincere about like the the idea of being a dad and like being doing all the dad things yes like but if i'm gonna marry somebody it's pierce brosnan me too. I agree. That's what like, I was going to say. I would a, want my daddy you, mm-hmm. to be Pierce Brosnan. Even now, like you've seen him recently, right? Okay, mm-hmm. but like, why so do good. we make, but for why did we make Pierce Brosnan sane? Here's something that I never understand. About I do not think music. he's a good singer. That's I on my list. So like, and these, that's probably synthesized too. You know, they edited that shit. And it happened in Lay Miz too. Like, they With were hire. These Oscar Emmy winning actresses to be like, Amanda Seyfried, blow your vocal cords out every day on the set of Les Mis. We want you to sing it live. And then there's like, Sam. And then they're like, Pierce Brosnan, try it. He's like, what happened to our love? (laughs) (laughs) It used to be so good. Like, I was like, why didn't they hire me to be Sam? (laughs) Right? It almost reminds me of that stepbrother scene when they're in the car and he's like ripping the, the wife's ass yeah. for like not being good at vocal lessons. I was like, yeah. oh, Pierce Brosnan, you are flat. You're yeah. not giving what I need it to give. Not and then it gets all. worse in the sequel to the point where I had erased in my memory that they make him sing like three times in the Wait, first one. Pierce Brosnan's in the sequel? Uh-huh. Huh. Because they do flash forward like they're in the present oh. and then they do flashbacks got it got it got it i'm it's gonna have to watch really that great tonight movie. now <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to yeah, watch I'm that tonight now because i'm curious um interesting and so like yeah like i was like so when you need me call me sos what <laughs> like no also the like little dialogues that they have to add into the song when they're on that boat right she's yeah. in love with the dads and she's like um, and you're working at a bank and your name is Harry. I was like, that's the worst line. That's yeah. The worst line. <laughs> you're working at, working at a bank and I your do, name. <laughs> I do love the montage where she does get to do very daughterly things with all three of her yeah, dads. Yeah, yeah. But also, what was the movie where some idiot like construed that as his daughter wanting to? Oh, it was on Critical Role. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> or I thought you were going to talk about Shameless. Oh yeah, on Shameless, oh, where it's like show. your daughter's just like trying to fuck you, and she's like, "No, I'm just trying to spend quality time with you." You're yeah. like, "Uh, no, yeah." <laughs> when oh, she has like gosh. little dates with all of her dads, I don't yeah. know. I love someone mentioned "Take a Chance on Me," and I can't listen to the true like ABBA version of "Take a Chance on Me." I have to do the very insecure. If you're all alone. It's cute though. Birds have flown. Honey, I'm still free. And I have to. Like, I have to start it that way. (laughs) It's so cute. And Rosie does such like a commitment to like trying to get Bill Skarsgård to love her after Mm -hmm. like three hours. She's like, Mm -hmm. remember, we were on the boat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, she's like, everyone else is shacking up. I don't know why you want it. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, Very we all true. need our we all need a happy ending. Interpret yeah. oh, that yeah. how you wish. And Colin Firth got his happy ending too. I remember in the middle when they're on the boat and they're 
Bill thinks he's like, oh, so you can, you know, you know, and he's like, no, but I think I'm her dad. And it's like this miscommunication thing. That was a moment where I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's gay in this movie. He's yeah. gay I totally forgot movie. about the boat miscommunication scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like, oh, gosh, I just love the abandon. And you, you really have to watch Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, because <laughs> at the end, Colin Firth gets to dance with like the kid that played younger version of him. Oh, and like that kid gives it as hard as Colin Firth gives it to that last montage moment in the glittery jumpsuits. And there's something Colin Firth is like this little bubble of joy where he's like, I'm going to give this the exact dramatic dedication that Natalie gives to a board game night. <laughs> and he's just oh. like magical and he's just like fire islanding it just off of shot. You can't even really tell if it's him, but I was like, I know that torso. That's Colin <laughs> Firth. He's having a fucking ball in that fountain. And he's like, ah! <laughs> That's how I would show up to every set. I'd be like, what are we doing today? Where do you want the water? Like, just ah. just give it all. Just thrash the water. Oh, get my gosh. He's a sweet baby <laughs> angel. He's never done anything wrong. He has never done anything wrong. I also think it's interesting that all of them were, like, totally down to walk her down the aisle. And she was like, yeah, sounds great. Sounds yeah. great. <laughs> Donna who? Donna yeah. who? I was like, yeah. that is when I got angry. I was like, your mother has raised you single-handedly uh -huh. in a crumbling Grecian hotel. Yes. <laughs> She's a hotelier. And yes. you invited these three morons <laughs> to your <laughs> wedding. And you're like, you're the most important people to me. <laughs> See, and that's the other part that was really frustrating because... First of all, why are we still buying into this construct that dad has to give away? True. I had a girlfriend walk herself down the aisle and then her husband met her halfway and then they walked oh, the rest of the cute. way at the beginning of the ceremony. Yeah, super cute. Uh-oh. But yeah, Is no parents. Me? No, you're not there. frozen yet. You will fro freeze in a moment and then you'll... Yeah. There we yeah. go. There we go. How did you know that was going to happen? It happens every time. Every time. <laughs> okay. At least she's consistent. Comcast, um, man, I'm telling you. So, what were we talking about? Oh, Donna. We're talking about the audacity yeah, of the, the men. Uh, yeah, the man like, daughter. So yeah, because like you don't know these people. And you, you don't know these people. To walk you down the aisle and give yeah. you away to another mediocre man. And How also, she didn't even tell her husband. She they invited them. Yeah, I don't know if that's you like just me. Share that I have with to Dominic. Tell my everything. Yeah. The second someone tells me gossip, I'm like, I will not tell anyone. But that doesn't count because my husband is the other half of my brain. So That's, he will find out as well. That is yeah. literally a universal understood that if you tell your friend who's married, assume the spouse knows. Yeah. It's my helped me from saying a lot of things to certain people where I'm like, oh, I don't really want your partner to know. So I'm just not going to tell you at all. Yeah, Shout out to my brother-in-law because I talk to my sister before my brother-in-law gets home from work. And then Zach will like touch the front door and my sister will be like guess what's wrong with Natalie's body like guess what she found on it today and I'm like you don't need to tell him and she's like it's really gross and I'm gonna tell you and I'm like like my brother-in-law has like intimate knowledge of my body <laughs> oh my gosh oh heck no I um, couldn't hang like that's I'm very like you like you Paige I'm very mindful about what I tell my married friends because I'm like well the partner's gonna know I don't 
listen, I will tell your partner if I want them to know. Okay. My brother-in-law yeah, is very point. supportive of me and my passions. Well, that's um, nice. But, oh, shit, where was, oh, I remember the exact moment I decided that my father would not be walking me down the The exact moment? I was at someone else's wedding. <laughs> this is before you realized that you don't want to get married. Right. This yeah. is when I thought I still had a shot. I was, like, in my mid-20s. Like a cool 25. Yeah, we're still brainwashed to think that we should get married at 25. Yeah. And I was in New Jersey and I was at someone else's wedding and I was watching her and her dad like cry walk down the aisle. And I just remember turning to my friend and like whispering to him, is it rude if I've just now discovered that I don't want my dad? To walk me down the aisle. And he goes, no, that tracks for you. He goes, what are you going to announce at the, like, very beginning? Like, I'm doing this because I want to. And then just, like, march. I was like, probably. And me like, I'm not giving any part of myself away. I'm not going to bend. And I'm going to do everything the way (laughs) I want to do it. I'm like, yeah, those are my vows. I don't know. Yeah, those aren't really vows, though. Yeah, no. Just warnings. Just warnings. (laughs) That's warnings. That's okay, though. That's okay. Yeah, but now I don't want to get married because it's terrifying and expensive to get out of. It's so expensive to get out of. That's the part that blows my mind. And I have a whole whole podcast of the mistakes that I've made when it comes to men. So I can't put Can't afford it. Can't afford the risk. (laughs) That's the part that I'm just like, I would rather pay... Because the marriage certificate isn't what's expensive. No. It's the wedding. It's the right. it's the party after, right? So some people pay like gobs of money for that. Gobs. But the actual divorce itself. So no. expensive. And then you I have that weird it. year that you were still married, but you're divorced and you got to figure out like how to do your taxes. Yes. Like oh. all of it. It's just dumb. Like I can barely figure out how to do my taxes now. So... There's that. But like also like and then if you changed your name. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. And you have to go through all that. Like it's such a misogynistic system on how and then there's like an order you have to do it. And I've never changed my name. I'm making assumptions based on my friends who have gotten married who've changed their names. You can't go. You can't do it here first. You have to do it at this spot first. And, you know, you're just like. Why? Yeah. Why do it? Why change your name? Any two you lines. Have to get a new I'm social security in. number first, or like a new social security card first. Yeah, and you then go to this have to go and, and then everything, everything else. Which yep. whose social security office is ever open? Ever? I, I can't <laughs> tell you where mine is. Oh, I know where mine is because I used to work for the government, but they're never I don't open. Know where your social security card is. I know no, where my office. card is. I don't know office. where the office is. Oh, I thought you meant like you didn't know where Listen, your card is. I'm like, I have like, <laughs> I have like this doom folder and I can't remember yeah. why, yeah. but um, my passport, my birth certificate and my social security. What did I have to go why do? Why are you saying this to everybody on the internet right now? They don't now. know what the doom folder looks like, but it's all in one folder. <laughs> okay. All and right. I'm like, and every once in a while, I'm like, where the fuck is that folder? Where's my Doom folder? <laughs> oh, my God. And people God. are like, people get safes for these. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they put but it like, in a plastic bag and put it in the fridge or freezer. Because oh. if there's a tornado or a fire, your fridge will never burn or, like, it'll stay. What? Yeah. I'm I have really a ton of friends. Mostly the friends that I folder. met that are from the South. So I they have a ton not. of tornadoes, lots of fires, hurricanes. It's like sealed in there, 
it'll oh, never burn sense. in a fire and that like, makes sense that your fridge would be like sort of fireproofish. can i yeah. fit into my i'm gonna see if i can fit you into my see. fridge during a, no you'll suffocate the there's out. not enough air you'll suffocate oh, um we have <laughs> tornadoes here <laughs> wait what we have tornadoes here i live in the midwest oh yeah you're mm-hmm. there's a tornado season yeah yep. i can't no, no. you lost me at man. season at season yeah season. my cousins in the midwest are like i could never live in the california all those earthquakes girl i can't tell you the last time i w- experienced a major earthquake in 1989 we've had this conversation already i need a season like you're guaranteed a tornado is going to happen at some point during the spring during I'm good. the spring oh but yeah. yeah just me and my doom folder chilling out i wish i could remember why all my documents had to be in the exact same place. What well, they the say to do that so that way you can like, grab and go. Mm-hmm. If you have a bag, an emergency. Like a bag, so that, I, think. I was specifically doing something. I wonder if it was like my unemployment. <gasps> Mario says that Indiana Jones survived a bomb by hiding in a fridge. That is true. But how did he not run Harrison out of Harrison Ford did do that. Maybe he like, you poked, a, poked a hole and then With shot it like a snorkel. I'm very terrified of losing air. Like that's the worst real way fear. to die. Suffocating would be the worst way to die. Mm-hmm. It's so violent. It's um, so violent. I was like taking deep breath just to make sure I could. Oh right. my lord! <laughs> right. I remember as a child, if a tornado was coming, I'd like put all my stuffed animals in the closet and be like, "All oh. right, guys. Oh, um, mom's making me go down to the basement. I gotta go. See you later." Oh, but nothing ever hit our house. There was a house or a town, like a couple towns away, that got like really messed up. Oh, but yikes. yeah, no, just like North Tornado Alley. I could, I would be unhinged if I lived somewhere like who, if where the elements are trying to kill you. Live you live in a state that's mm-hmm. worse for forest fires, so yeah, that but is they, true. Oh shit, your they state will, is on fire. They'll, will, they, I was saying, I'm in an not in a good way, not an issue, but they will eventually make it if the climate keeps going in the way that it's going, and they will eventually Listen, make it. To everyone's my city. in denial about it. It's going. People are like, ah, oh. California's not in denial. We're trying to enact all kinds of legislation that everyone thinks is bullshit. Yeah, we saw that, awesome. and people hate it. We want full electric cars. Though I did hear a report on NPR because you know I'm an NPR donkey the other day <laughs> about how like the inf- like the thing whatever they need to make the electric cars like they're mining the bottom of the sea for it. So then Good of course God. my sister in law, former sister in law, is um. <coughs> a marine biologist so immediately i was like i have to text her to find out like how bad is that for the it's marina, bad marina yeah, like nets on steroids yeah that and sounds like, like maybe we don't want to go completely electric by 2024 maybe we should stop driving maybe we should... i like that idea better. i think we, so i honestly think that we should like <laughs> here it is everybody i think that we should create more factions within america and walkable neighborhoods and completely European it and then like actually build that train that will take me to Julia tomorrow if I want to go see Julia. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, I, I want the bullet train. Public transportation option. And we just do I the agree. public That's transportation yeah. thing. And yeah. then like we just like shame the men who want to masturbate on the public transportation. Yeah. I uh, I, I love it. my name. That is the most integral part is shame. Yeah. Is shaming yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh what God. just booing. Uh, you know what? If I had to, if I had to take, 
if I would get murdered, but if I had to <laughs> take public transportation and some dude was masturbating on the train, I would just boo, like just boo, like those old man Muppets in the theater, yeah. just be like, boo, yeah. Yeah. and just like shame his penis and then ask him for compensation <laughs> and be like $50. Yeah. What are you having your wallet? There was an hourly wage. I don't know if you were aware of right. that, but I, I do have you... an hourly wage. Yeah, so. I do have my an shame hourly. isn't free. Right. Here's my because what if it's your kink? If I can tell you're enjoying it, I'm charging you double. <laughs> <laughs> so just automatically a hundred. Just, just assume a hundred right off the bat. <laughs> so yeah. So that I fixed it. I fixed everything, everyone, once again. Um <laughs> well, I think that's that then. <laughs> that's that. Uh I so this theater production, like the movie, gets uh-huh. a lot of shit for just being a fluff piece. Like, it's just a fluff. That's not what I said. <laughs> I did not say that public shaming fixes everything. I, I said I did. It's in it's in quotes. Okay. I would like it on the record that that's not what I said. It's my logic and my Relative big girl brain. everything, though. <laughs> um, You're going to hate this. <laughs> So this the so the theatrical production like the movie just gets shit on all the time because I don't know what it is about people who go to movies and people who visit the theater they don't want to have fun. I said in quotes. I'm very logical. I'm a Capricorn. Oh no, Are I'm you a Capricorn? Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn. She's a Capricorn. If you stole my passport, you would know I was born on Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to find that Doom folder and steal your identity. And you know what? You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Guess he's not paying for her own student loans. Thanks, yeah. Natalie. <laughs> Go ahead. Steal this identity. It's disappointing. It's very disappointing. <laughs> um, it's really not worth it to steal a millennial's identity. Really, we have no. more student debt than ever anybody also why steal my identity when gen z already stole all of the people on capitol hills identity yeah. for us they did all that work and put it on tiktok for us that's Doctor. true that was pretty impressive that was impressive they're like here I love are their the social here are their credit card numbers here are their home address yeah. here's where they like, work yeah yeah i was like y'all violent and they're like we're violent <laughs> they're don't fuck with our rights that's what i heard i heard don't fuck with our rights like when all the doxing happened, I was yeah. like, this is you saying, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my rights. So I hate that like our general audiences that get to make decisions don't actually like to have fun. Like I go to Mamma Mia and I'm like, the ocean is so blue. Yeah. I want to wear Meryl Streep's overalls. I do. Yep. Yeah. I, I have been looking for a pair of Donna-esque overalls my entire adulthood like they look oh, comfy yeah somehow Meryl Streep looks sexy in them oh like, yeah I she my... is kind of, she is sexy she, she is, is sexy, sexy. Yeah. and her makeup looks timeless and yeah she's well. got a fresh like island like yeah oh, yeah gorgeous you know that her I skin love, looks great I love mm-hmm. little things so I love like pins and patches like god knows what I would do with those overalls but it would be amazing mm-hmm. and I too, like Donna, can't just like go onto a balcony and like have it just be like, I'm on a balcony. No, I literally have to be like, Mama Mia, here I go again. I have to be dramatic on a balcony. And I would just like us to get over this pattern where if it's something fun and it's something that the masses can actually like 
get into mm-hmm. and it's not just like Les Mis watching me watch Anne Hathaway starve herself to death for 20 minutes then why doesn't it count as good <laughs> well that's the age-old question right like what constitutes quality art over fluff like that's been it that's why the- did we decide that some of it was fluff because some people who are pretentious come in and are like, there has to be some not. type of scale everything has a spectrum to it mm-hmm. the elite the elite, the elite. Mm-hmm. yeah they wanted to money launder better yeah. Be able. <laughs> Who was yeah. it? I was listening to something the other day, and they're like, like I'm convinced Netflix is a scam is... because you know Gray Man was terrible. They spent two hundred million dollars on this movie, and it's awful. And so it's that's awful. why I think that Netflix is la- laundering money. I forget How? who said that. Green Man, isn't that the Gray one? Man? Gray Man. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Green Man. Which I, which is actually Green Book in my head. I thought you were talking about how Vigo, how don't get me someone, started. On the, don't get me started. Someone dared book. to oh, turn no. my Vigo Mortensen into a white savior, and I will never let it go. Well, we never. have issues with that movie for very different reasons, but I'm glad that you have issues with that movie. Of course, because don't even get me fucking started. Of we course. ain't got that kind of time. Vigo mm-hmm. Mortensen is also a sweet baby angel who is never done anything wrong he took all of his lord of the rings money all of it all of it and he moved himself he became a forest hag is what happened he moved himself into a remote forest and he only came out of his forest cave to go to poetry slams and read his poetry that's cute sweet baby angel who's never done anything wrong yeah and then they turned him into a white savior I want to live some version of that life. The same. 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 Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Um, honestly, sometimes these lives are just us like planning our commune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also down. True. Everyone do in the comments, if you would like to apply for the commune, please list your skills. I always say that. I always say yeah, that friends need... like, you know how cheap it'd be if we all just got a bunch of lands and then yeah. we could just have all the men build us stuff and then we could wear dresses like in midsummer and and have a garden yeah look how cute i'd look in space buns (laughs) exactly like oh my god you're just supporting the point the most yeah yeah um Uh, midsummer slapped like good for her I, too, would have done exactly what she did at the end. I love midsummer so much i think i'm gonna rewatch it when i was going through mama mia I put the M in. The first thing that came up was Midsummer, And I was like, oh, I want to watch it again. So good. And I'm so excited for Don't Worry Darling. Because I know that there's some drama there too. I just love her so much. I love Florence Pugh. We will be saying Don't Worry Darling. And we're doing a Still Comfy on it. I made it fit the theme because I was like, I feel like we were conditioned into believing that the Homemaker 50 style was a very comforting was the for women to try mm-hmm. and emulate mm-hmm. right mario yeah. i am gonna watch it because as we know i cannot not with harry styles harry styles is the new elton john you didn't hear it first because i say it every show oh. <laughs> so like every time i see the trailer i'm just like this is so stressful but i'm totally gonna maybe take a volume and see are you not like movie. a scary movie gal no she cannot i get too stressed out and then i watch can, it during the day then i can't that i do that sometimes and then i can somehow my in my head i can twist it to make it where this could actually happen in real life 
True. And it's it's really irritating for people who are my friends because then I'm like spiraling sometimes. And I talked about fun. Handmaid's Tale. I was like, this is too close oh, to home. They made the it book. that way. They no, made the, it. Y'all, the book. The book. I read I both. Read it. I the after reading the book, I was like, well, I can't. And then when they said they were doing the show, my literary friends like, oh my god, they're doing the show. It's gonna be so amazing. It's like. I'm sorry, you all recovered after reading this in lit class sophomore yeah. year? I'm still recovering. <laughs> I didn't read anything cool like that in my high school. Even if they would have assigned it, I still probably wouldn't have read it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real short one. Yeah, it's um, very thick. But was still. I, oh, last week I convinced myself that a vampire from Critical Role could somehow still get me. I was afraid of Delilah. I wasn't afraid of Delilah Briarwood in campaign one when she was a pivotal villain yeah but they're doing callbacks to her in the new campaign hundreds of years after this lady has died yeah and i remember like telling jules i was like jules i don't know what's happened but i've somehow scared myself out of a about a character that i've been hearing about for thousands of hours and like i don't think i can sleep i don't like delilah is coming for me <laughs> what I've never even seen that show. I'm gonna have to look into it. Oh, it's a D and D stream. Yeah, like every episode, Um, it's on YouTube. Every episode is four to five hours long. (laughs) Because it's a D and D session. Yeah, because they're doing like. Are you dead serious? Because it's watching D and D live. But here's the thing: I was in a very toxic work environment. I was in an office that was killing me, and I needed to take my head out of that. So I started escapism. Yeah, yeah. So I started to watch these nerds playing D&D and then they all became my teddy bears. Like I so at Gen Con over the weekend, I ran into I'm not going to remember all three of his names. I know it was Jason Miller. You sent it to me in a message. Jason Charles Miller. So he was a guest on like maybe two episodes in campaign one. And his little handler lady is trying to like get nerds to like divert from their shopping Mm -hmm. to talk to him. And like people are just ignoring him, ignoring her. So finally I went, Jason, I know who you are. I've watched Critical Role and I sat down. (laughs) and talk to him and i told him i was like he goes so you started critical role from the beginning i go i did um my soul was dying i go and now i need matthew mercer's uh voice to sleep sometimes if it's been a particularly high anxiety day and jason if you're listening don't forget you told me that you were going to tell matt that next this week when you ran into him (laughs) Because you're working, a update on yeah, that you're working together this week. I would like Matt to know that he is the barrier between me and sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, so is the lo- he is the key to the lock. He is. He and is. So I got to meet Jason, but I got to stare at the back of the heads of two of my favorite D and D streamers because I ended up at the same bar as them, and I wouldn't approach the table because there were too many people. So I just stood there like this. And then the waitress caught me and I was like, never mind. <laughs> go, just, just go. It's fine. It's behind me. No need to stare. We're all good. And then I talked about the fact that they were in the same. I was like, I can't believe that they're in the same bar. I knew Abria was here because I saw her on Instagram. And I told myself that I was going to get to see her. But I didn't think it would be because I was in the Westin. 
Oh my god, you had like a whole experience. I, I had a whole meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily the people that my friend Natalie allowed me to meet and hang out with, they were into it. And I was like, thank you for still being open to being my friend, even though I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> you like sobbing? No, I wasn't crying yet. But yeah. like, to know that you are just like several feet away away from greatness, I can't do it. If I admire you, I feel like it's my job to tell you because this world is so cruel yeah. that I feel like no one tells you because they think that you're like too cool to know that people admire you. So then I'm the person who like walks up to you and is like, hi, hi, it's me, Natalie. Um, when you DM Dungeons and Dragons as a woman of color and you remind the nerd boys that D&D can and should be fun, my heart soars because they're so mean when you want to laugh. They're so mean when you want to giggle about something. <laughs> and then just like run away into the night. Yeah. <laughs> Dissipate. They'll never see me Dissipate. again. <laughs> I have a question to bring us back to our topic of sure. Which character would you be in Mamma Mia? Donna. I used to think that I was Tanya, um, but I don't want to get married three times. So now I would like to be Donna without a child. Donna, but I gave the baby away. Donna, but I gave the baby away. (laughs) That is an alternate universe. And I still just live on that giant hotel on the cliff that no one can find me. I think I resonate the most with Sophie, even though I know who my father is. I do have paternal certainty. So I guess that's different. But I did get married at 20. And I am a little off my rocker at times. So I feel like it has to be her. The way... The way that, like, someone mentioned that um, Lay All Your Love on Me was their favorite song, and the way that they dramatically, like, Amanda Seyfried, like, walking on that beach with her hair blowing, and Mm -hmm. she, like, means it when she's like, don't go wasting. I'm like, damn, girl. Oh, yeah. Where's her Oscar? And then they have sex on the beach in front of all of his friends. Yeah. (laughs) okay cool man yeah man looks cool i was gonna say i also had written down that sky her husband was her fiance boyfriend yeah person was totally cool with just getting married because she wanted to yeah which Which... i don't know i don't know how i feel about it because like I just feel like married things and like having kid things and like it's not like picking chilies to go to dinner. It's not like just like whatever you want. Like it's like no. We're going to sign a contract that's like very hard to get out of. And my mother is going to have to run up a cliff. So if we're going to do it, let's do it. And I will be on a donkey. And I will be on a donkey. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... um. Again, it lends itself to that whole like, oh, you know, this is what girls are supposed to want. And, Mm -hmm. you know, men are just there kind of concept about marriage. Well, and and I appreciate Pierce, Harry for being like, should she really be getting married? Yeah, he was like, "Um, about that. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like for whatever reason, Donna just like pretended like as sophie got older she would just like forget that children have fathers or something so i understood that like 
getting married and doing it correctly became Sophie's teddy bear. Yeah. She's like, I can do it correctly. Like, I can do the whole thing. And I do want to point out for people who are listening to the replay and not watching us on video, Natalie put correctly in air quotes. Yeah, I did. I thought I made my sarcastic voice correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Correctly. Um, So anyways, um, it became like her teddy bear. And so like, I get it because I think that Donna, what you find out from like Mama Mia, here we go again. She was probably 20 around like they had just graduated college. So like like 22. So like mm, still young. I'm sorry. Maybe they had they graduate from something. There's a whole scene about it. So she's like around that 18, 19, you know, she's in that moron age where you like get like pregnant and you don't know who the father is and you just like roll with it. Also, like DNA tests, no one was like, I no would like a DNA test. Yeah, they were all like, we don't need to but find out. Again, it's like, I'd like to get a genome sequenced, please. No, yeah, no, no I one wanted that? to know if they were 100% that bitch. Yeah, <laughs> no one but wanted to find being 30, 30, 33%. That yeah, bitch. that 33% yeah. was okay. Just Which I can't, again, me. did we already talk about this? I can't imagine a group of men being okay with. The idea of like, sure, we'll all be your dad. Like that no. just to me was like, there's, do I not know the right men? It's very unrealistic. No, I feel I like that they pride would get in the way. I feel like, like, I just feel like it's not. Because like, remember in the 80s when we all watched like three men and a little lady or mm, like three, three men, men and, and a baby. baby. Mm-hmm. Little lady is the sequel. The sequel, yeah. Tom <laughs> um, and lady. It's like they split it because they were three idiots who got a baby dumped onto them and right. they didn't know how to adult. So they were like, I guess we're all going to have to do this. Um, but like in this situation, like at no point did anyone feel tricked. And I'm like, did you guys forget that you were tricked? Like this is a trick. There, you thought that Donna invited you. Surprise, Donna. Yeah, why would she? Yeah, because that's how else they would. They wouldn't probably. They probably wouldn't have come otherwise if it wasn't Donna inviting them. You know what I would have done? I wouldn't have even mentioned if I was Sophie. I wouldn't have even mentioned my mom because how do you know they ended on such good terms? I would have been like. You have won a free vacation mm-hmm. to this small Greek island, and like, here's a voucher. Yeah. Because what if yeah. they're like, Donna, F her, I ain't going. Because as we learned, Harry came back for her, and she was running off with one of the other ones, and he was so yeah. disappointed. Yeah. I, Bill. I think it was Bill. <laughs> I think she was good. And you know what? Good honor. Because, mm-hmm. like, I choose to heal after breakups with, like, a cry in the shower and in like a Snickers bar and then I'm over it. But if she wanted to get on a bo- on a boat with a scars guard, more power to yes, her. We have we have who very well established great that scars guard as none well. of us will ever turn down a scars guard. Not not a one even Bill. Not who one. doesn't want to just join the a great lineage, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Great lineage. Let's you just know marry what's really... right into that family. A hundred percent. And I don't like and then, like, there's just like adorable little Colin Firth, and he's just so <laughs> precious. They kinda... say for their date, they do the Napoleon, uh, the the Waterloo song for them. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kind of has like, um, like 
what like what a girl wants vibes without having the stick up his ass i love what a girl wants me too girl i love i love colin firth there is just something like my critical role people that is so huggable about you just like want to walk up and like frame his face Mm -hmm. with your hands yeah that's what Mm -hmm. i want to do my dad and just like make him put his forehead on your forehead yeah while you just stand here awkwardly yeah and then like you just like want to whisper to him a secret like are we all frozen 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 no it's just you no it's just you you'll come back Um, friends sorry about all the and you just like you want to whisper colin Firth a secret because you know it would be safe with him and he'd be okay have you seen him in a single man Mm-mm. Hmm. Oh, have I? I ever have with Matthew Good? It's so good. Oh, I think it's Matthew Good. Like... Hold on, maybe I will watch it then. I'm pretty sure it's Matthew Good. Let me add that to my ever running list of movies for that you real. Guys right. Seriously, yes, Matthew Good. They play um, partners, and there's a tragedy. And it's beautiful. It's Tom Ford. Tom Ford, the fashion designer, I think is the director. I don't oh. even remember this movie coming oh, out. Oh, Tom writer. Ford. Tom Ford was a writer, too? But he directed it. Yeah, he directed it. So oh, also, chat, finished. who do you think you'd be in Mamma Mia? I want to know if other people, are, what they right. would pick. Where are all my be, Tanyas at? I'd be Tanya. I think yeah. it'd be a, co- a Julie, really? Tanya and the other friend. What was her name? Rosie. 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 Yeah, Rosie. I'd be a mix of the two because you know I do. I'm like a writer, right? Like that's. But I also I think had I not ended up being a Donna in real life, I would have had multiple marriages, maybe. I or at least multiple partners who you know left me wealthy at the end of our relationship. I think I have been the Rosie in my like like group of friends i've been the lady who has just been like staring at you from a table to be like i mean no one else is walking up to you (laughs) that's not exactly a great line i just don't no one else is coming up to you let's hook up out of desperation oh my god i know that's why i used me and said that i would have been like tense bye that's yeah. why I use the past tense. I love yeah. that song, Take a Chance on Me. Mm-hmm. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. Listen, if you got I no to place to go. She's great. I love Rosie. And like when Donna's crying in the bathroom and they sing her Chikakita. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so cute. I think of my two friends where I'm like, I wonder if they would ever sing to me. And then I'm like, and do I want them to sing to me, though? <laughs> Honestly, no. <laughs> I wish my friends would sing to me more. This is my request. <laughs> well, now that I know that, I'll Live just send here. you voice memos every day on in the, the internet. I'll, I'll sing. Do you want a song or do you want me to just sing to you what I'm doing? Any and all of it. I can't get, I am like one of those undiagnosed ADHD people who's like, I love my lavender roller. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna make me calm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's always like blues clues up in this house well blues clues did raise us yeah and like penelope hates it my cat she hates, hates blues clues? 
No, she hates singing. She hates oh. music. Oh, I she hates joy. Typical tat. I fully believe character. that she very much regrets that she walked up to me during that lightning storm because she's like, that bitch was quiet and crying when I walked up to her. And then I got into her house and it's disco fever all day Is long. Is that how you got Penelope? Mm-hmm. I didn't Penelope know Penelope used what you were just saying you would use on a man. Yeah, like, no one else, like, no one else is you. coming up to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, I was crying in my friend's parking lot because he was moving and we had just had a, like our last scary movie night or whatever before he moved. It was like 2 or 3 a.m. There was a heat lightning storm and I stopped to like look at the lightning and she came and she sat on my foot and she just like looked up at me. And I was like, oh, no, what do you do when a kitten sits on your foot during a lightning storm? And she followed me around and she, like, walked over to, like, a lamp so I could, like, check her out. And she was pretty healthy. She has, like, a scar on her nose from something that scratched her. And then, like, my friend was no help. I texted him. I was like, what do I do with this cat? It's bonded with me. And he's like, I don't know. It's 3 a.m. Do what you do or go (gasps) and, like, just do what you're going to do. He's like, I'm going to bed. And then I went home. So then she watched me as I drove off. Oh, that's the worst. And I abandoned her. So that was a Thursday night, all Friday. I didn't have any cat stuff at home. I was a single lady, no pets. And I was like, I'm not going to Walmart at 3 a.m. I'm not doing it. (laughs) And not happening. So I drove off, but then I cried for an entire Friday. So then he went back out on a Saturday, saw her and nabbed her for me. Oh, I'm glad he redeemed himself. Yeah. Like, you know what? Like friends, countrymen, (laughs) if someone is literally texting you the, I don't know what to do in this situation thing, they are legitimately asking you, for advice. Right. They are an undiagnosed ADHD person who is now hyper-focused on a kitten they found in your parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and they need you to tell them that it's okay to go home. <laughs> yeah. I ask for people's advice a lot. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's I like to crowdsource. I yeah. love crowdsourcing because then yeah. I use all of that information to form my own decision. So don't just tell them, like, I don't have time for this. I'm going to bed. Like, that's not great. You are the only person that they know is awake because you are the only person who... You literally just left their home. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and then, I just helped you move. Right. Yeah. What you can yeah. do is give me some feedback. Yeah. yeah. And by help you move, I mean that I talk to you while you put things into boxes because I'm not doing uh, that. Like, that is no. the support that not I want. this princess. Bye. I'm, I'm just cute while you have to do things. I'm um, just cute. But my I'm other guy friend, emotional support cuteness. Right. My yeah. other guy friend who also cannot sleep, he told me, he's like, you're about to take a nine-year-old's cat. Like, that cat belongs to someone. And I was like, I mean, if it's living in a parking lot for the last two days, is it really, though? Does I it believe, really? I believe I said nine-year-olds should be more responsible for their <sighs> things. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, this is how Natalie has confirmed she should not have children. This is how I truly feel. Right. This is how I truly feel about children. I'm like, they should be more responsible about their things. Oh, but she was like, so if anyone has seen my cat on Instagram, she has like a full coat. Yeah. She is like 
a literal princess diva of a goddess of a cat. But when I got her, all of her hair was very short and wiry, and she had this cut along her nose. And the only floofy part of her was her tail. Yeah. So I thought that she was gonna just going to be like this abomination of a cat. <laughs> like just a real <laughs> short-haired cat with this like feather boa of a tail. But we got some food into her and some water and some like love and affection. And we got her fleas treated. And she just like poofed. Yeah. Like I can hold people think that she's like the fattest cat in the world, but I can just like hold her in the palm of my hand because it's literal fur. Yeah, because she's Aww. very lean. It's all her fur. Mm-hmm. Uh, final question. Are you still comfy with Mama Mia? You know I what? Love- I love a good scam. Yeah. Like the con worked out. She got three rich dads. What more could we ask for? Oh, serious. Fucking yeah. serious. And they all want to help. Like, they all want to help because hello? they have white man guilt. Like, Not, Sign me up. Sign me right. up. Somebody else pay my rent for a year and see what I can do creatively if I don't have to worry about feeding myself and, and my housing myself. And Paige, <laughs> you brought up a good point, too. No one outwardly shamed Donna. That's what she I was assumed... That's why I think I'm still comfy. Yeah. Yeah. She assumed people were shaming her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is very typical. We do something that we're like, ooh, maybe not the best decision. And mm-hmm. you're like, now everyone associates my identity with like this one period of time or like this yeah. one thing that I did. And I think the fact that like everyone was just like, okay, like even oh, when they were reading her diary, they were like, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And the friends were like, you stanky bird. Yeah. Yeah. That's not shaming. That's like, get it, girl. Yeah. It's like the opposite of shaming support. So I think I think I am still comfy just simply off of the lack of shaming of her sexual promiscuity. And when Sophie had that like really ugly moment, I think she was literally just like projecting back to Donna what Donna's inner monologue was. And that's why it was so jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because society does do a really good job. Like women are not allowed to have more multiple partners. Mm -hmm. Women aren't allowed to, you know understand their sexuality in any way shape or form at all and here comes donna and she's like i got this shit handled and i don't need you right i'll cock this dolphin uh concrete decoration on my floor (laughs) on my own fuck you where were you when it cracked not here not here yeah where were you for 20 years Mm -hmm. not here Yeah. yeah And I can tell you what Pierce Brosnan wasn't doing, and it wasn't learning how to sing. They really don't care if men can sing in these movies. But do you remember, though, Russell Crowe got panned because he couldn't sing. Like, that was, like, a thing. People, like, nobody cared about the rest of the, like, everyone just honed in on Russell Crowe not being able to sing. So I'm talking about the movie creator. So here's the thing. I get it. Russell Crowe, like Gladiator, I still do just like turn to a crowd and be like, are you not entertained? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I get it. Russell Crowe, you really feel like is a big moneymaker draw. Yeah. But you can't cast him as the second fucking protagonist in Les Mis to a Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. Who is like King Theater? No right. one can follow him, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, and, and why like- not just do what they did fifty years ago, sixty years ago, where they just hire the same vocal vocal actor to sing everyone's parts? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like if you're gonna cast somebody who can't sing, then where's it. our vocal actor? Help so, them. Amanda Seyfried, 
let the cat out of bag out of the bag that they didn't double Miz at all. They made them sing live on yeah. set. Yeah. Really? And it like roached her voice. Yeah. And now she's like really disappointed because I mean, what it ended up doing was like teaching her a lot about vocal stamina and how uh-huh. you build that back. But she didn't build it back enough in time to like get Glenda in the wicked movie. Right. Right. Oh no. And she's like, I've always wanted to be Galinda. But I bet that really helped her in her dropout feature being Elizabeth Holmes, where she kind of has oh, yeah. like a deeper voice. Yeah. Like yeah. that probably was like a little helpful to have developed that rasp. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine like knowing how much you have to cut and then reset. And then it's like, what line of the song were we on? And it's like Well, and that's that's the thing about stage versus movie, right? Like mm-hmm. stage acting is so different than screen acting. And so when you know I learned of that too, I just had this moment of like singing like i have not that i don't have respect for fucking screen actors like that's not what i'm saying but stage acting is so much more demanding and so much more intense so less room for flaws Mm -hmm. so to expect your cast to be able to sing all the way through live every time on a movie set on a movie set like that to me is like are you being, a sadist? Like, what being are you pelted doing? with water? Do you love pain? Yeah, like it's so insane to me, and it's then for, so insane to me. And really, that movie went down in flames because of Russell Crowe. And it's like, so here you thought, well, we'll make Russell Crowe do it. It'll be yeah. great. And he's saying like this, a loaf of bread. Like that's how he's saying the entire movie. And you have Hugh Jackman. Who, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Say, and then you have like the Hugh Jackman of the world. And, and then the, I right. don't know. You have okay, Anne so Hathaway. We're gonna have to do a whole separate Lame right. Is episode. Yeah, That's what we're yeah. finding You're, out right now. Like you have Anne Hathaway laying in a ditch going, I dreamed a dream of time gone by. Yeah. And then like Russell Crowe is like, You there you prisoner. Like that's how he's saying the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not it was doing it for me. Inappropriate. Yeah, and you know that's definitely a thing we're gonna get into when yeah. we when we do miss because that will okay. be so much fun. Apparently, I have a lot of feelings. A musical panel. <laughs> yeah. Oh we're going to have to watch Les Mis and it's three hours. It is of the Russell whole show. not being able to let it go. Well, let's go because we'll eventually Les Mis and we'll do Midsummer. We'll do. Yeah. How about we do? Okay, listen. How about we do Les Mis when it's cold? Because then yeah. it's like you can sit down for three hours. Oh, because it was a sure. Christmas release. I remember going yeah. on Christmas to yeah. see it in the movie theater. My poor brother-in-law had to sit in between me and my sister as we quietly weeped and made fun of Russell yeah. Crowe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what it's like to be crying but making fun of Russell Crowe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my best friend and I went and saw it together. And we were both just like... How do we resolve how we feel right now? <laughs> my brother-in-law that that Christmas break had to see so many movies with my sister and I, and he thought he was safe. No. With the remake of Red Dawn, he's like, there's no, no. way that they will quietly weep during this movie. There's and then something safe. happened. Nothing the good-looking safe. one died or something. Yeah, yeah. And my sister and I were like, like shoot out in the apartment. Yeah. And he's like, why Red Dawn? Why? why? <laughs> okay, Natalie. Yes. First, we're going to let Paige tell everybody where they can find her and her show and what's coming up on her show. 
Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at For Folk's Sake Podcast. And I stream on everywhere you listen to your podcast. So like Spotify, Apple. Those are like the two I really only check. Those so, are the uh, two that's are always the most. Yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah. those are the bigger two anyway. <laughs> those yeah. are the ones. I think Breaker. I have like a a less than one percent of my listeners are on Breaker, like Stitcher. That's fine though. We have a lot of stuff coming up with like women's health and sexual wellness Ooh. and like um like taking care of your womanhood. Yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm super that. excited. That's like the next couple episodes and then yeah. I got Thank a great you. catalog already too. So awesome. Thank Very- you for supplementing my poor Midwestern sexual education. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, thank you for having me, guys. This was super fun. I love Yeah, we're super thrilled that you're here. We love when you show up to our shows. It's always a joy to have you around. Natalie, you want to plug some stuff and then I'll plug the rest of it? And then also tell everybody. My name is Natalie Katona. I am your host of To All the Men I've Tolerated Before. You can find me on Instagram at men I've tolerated pod. No punctuation. Um, Last week... (laughs) God damn it. I I was doing so well. Like I really want to cut all of these together to try and get myself onto ads. I really feel like I could make a career out of it. And so go ahead, um, keep talking. Last Thursday, our topic was misogyny crosses cultures. Yes. This Thursday, it's women and their relationship to their finances. And we're Mm. calling it money mental olympics and it's with trina ross who has been on the podcast before um she helped me process all of the feelings that you have when you're unemployed and then you have to go to the hell that is a nine to five um and we drop every thursday and tomorrow we'll be talking about one tree hill and the final four episodes on Mm -hmm. instagram on the men i've tolerated pod instagram I w- I'm not going to put you on the spot to be like, have you watched them yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really hard not to talk about it with you in between yeah. our shows because, really uh, damn. Yeah. Um, friends, you know me. I'm your host of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, Julia Washington. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. We are also on Instagram, Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous. We are, after One Tree Hill is done this yep. week, we will be doing the new a league of their own that will be on Amazon Prime. That is be that is the uh, congratulations to Abby Jacobson on her engagement. Yes, I yes. know that she's tuning in. Yes, she is, <laughs> and we're gonna cover your new show. So starting next week, League of Their Own, the Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, you can let's see what else do we have to tell everybody every Rest other Monday. In peace. Olivia Newton John. I that's that. Yep. Thank you for that. I had a note to bring up yep. Olivia Newton John so we could do a moment for her. And if there was yeah. a favorite song or role that she did. I, like I used to sing. Training. Yeah. I used to sing the entire Grease soundtrack to all of my stuffed animals. It's what convinced me that I could in fact sing. And then I found out when I was 17 that that was not true. But mm-hmm. I would literally line them all up and do the entire show for them. Mm-hmm. It was the first PG-13 my- movie my aunt snuck me to get to see. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies. Uh, no. 
which by the way, hopelessly devoted to you, not in the stage production. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, I did know that. It's interesting. A lot of what changes happen from some of the earlier productions, like West Side Stories got a bunch of changes too. like Mm -hmm. the Steven Spielberg one um, actually is more true, I think, in terms of like order. Because uh, Cool's in the first act, not the second act. And in the one from 1961, Cool's in the second act. But that's not the point. The point is, is Olivia Newton-John, thank you for bringing joy to our lives and the music we loved from the 70s and 80s that thank you we for danced all in Xanadu and everything that you brought to the creative culture that is performance. We will miss you. Friends, get your titties checked because it is very important. John Travolta has now lost two women he loves desperately. To breast cancer. Yeah. My titties are wearing tolerator merch. Yes, they are. And I was surprised you didn't plug that. So I'm going to plug both of our merches right now. I forgot until you brought up titties. That's okay. Friends, if you are Team Tolerator, hit up the Team Tolerator Shopify. It is in Natalie's link in bio in her Instagram. And get your Team Tolerator gear ASAP because you need to know. Second. it's, we also have merch for pop culture makes me jealous hit that merch up buy some merch 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 merch, merch, merch. merch. We, we will be back in two weeks with another topic tbd we don't know what it is yet. we don't know what it is yet <laughs> but we will see you all tomorrow on instagram for one tree hill friends thank you for tuning in we're always super grateful you're here until next time we will see you in the dms stay cozy stay comfy